What's up, Boom Team? Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking a lot about basketball today. We're going to be talking about Kobe Bryant, Victor Oladipo, the All-Star Game. It's going to be a great time. Well, it'll be kind of sad, but also a great time. You know, we're going to be remembering Kobe Bryant uh, mainly. We're going to be talking about him, his effect on my life, um, and everything else that he's done. Great things, bad things. You know, Kobe's story isn't perfect, but I do feel it's one that does have a great arc. So I've been trying to plan this out, but honestly, there's no way to plan this out. I'm just going to jump right into it. So... I'm going to get right into uh, to Kobe Bryant and just his achievements real quick. Even if you know Kobe like the back of your hand, you know, this guy, when it comes to basketball, this guy was just absolutely phenomenal. You know, you watch any videos on Kobe um, and just his moves and his, he was so fluid in his game. It was really uh, fun to watch. I was kind of young when he was still playing, but, you know, still being able to, that's what I love about the internet is I was able to go back and still watch Kobe and watch him, you know, his work ethic and his games and the mindset that he brought onto the court. You know, you, you don't, you don't walk off of a, uh, or walk back onto the court with a torn Achilles tendon and make both of the free throws and then walk off without having some, you know, insane work ethic and just the ability to, you know, show everybody that you are not going to, you know, sit down. You're not going to let something ruin you and you're going to go out on your terms. And I feel like that's what really made Kobe special was that he did everything on his terms. He, you know, finished his career in his terms, you know, dropping 60 in his last game. He just, he did everything the way he wanted to. I'm just going to read off his uh, his achievements real quick. Kobe was a five-time NBA champion. He was 12-time all-defensive team. He was uh, four-time MVP uh, all-star MVP. He was uh, the 2007-2008 league MVP. He was a two-time scoring champion. He was 15-time all-NBA, and he was the 1996-1997 on the all-rookie team, and he was a two-time finals MVP. And that's just, that's a really great write-up for a player who, you know, now is um, automatically inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I'll touch on that in a little bit once I talk about his passing. And all that, you know, terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. It's it's really, it's too bad. But Kobe played 1,300 games when he was in the NBA. He averaged 25 points over his entire career. His field goal percentage was 44.7. He uh, he shot 32.9% from three. And that, that all mounts up, you know, over his career. His rookie season, he averaged 7.6 points a game, which is not very good at all. Um and over his career, he ended up uh, becoming fourth all-time in scoring uh, with 33,643 points. It's just, it's it's crazy, man. You know, you don't get to that high of a level without having, you know, super dedication. Because it was only Kareem and Malone and James to be in front of you. And LeBron just passed him. Like, you know, it's not like LeBron passed him years ago. He just passed him, I think, last week. Yeah, yeah there's... You have to be a great player. And something very, very interesting that I found out about Kobe this week is that he was the first player that wasn't, you know, like a big man, like a power forward or a center to be drafted from high school. He, you know, there's there's something special about Kobe. And he didn't, like I said earlier, he didn't just explode into the league. You know, he wasn't dropping 25 points a game right away. He was, you know, averaging 7.6 points, which isn't great, but it's honestly kind of expected from a rookie. And I remember uh, watching a video. There's, there's a video that I love to watch from Kobe Bryant. It's called um, Winners Don't Make Excuses. I watch it in the morning because, you know, it really sometimes in the morning, you know, when you go to the gym, you kind of it's kind of hard to 
to get some motivation or just to kind of keep the mindset, you know, of man, like, I don't want to be here right now. And I watched this video of Kobe and he was on tour with a guy. I don't know who his name was. The guy was interviewing him. He had been on tour with Kobe many times before. And he just, he was asking him about his work ethic and the pillars of the, uh, the, the great Mamba mentality. And Kobe was talking about how when he first entered the league and he was on the Lakers in his practices, he would um, often, like, if he caught an elbow or something in the post, you know, or if a player kind of shoved him, they would check on him. They'd be like, hey, you good? Like, like you know, because he's, he's 17 years old in the NBA. And he's like, I remember his exact reaction. He'd be like, excuse me? Like, I'm good. Are you good? You know, like, <laughs> Kobe was totally, he was... He, that guy he had he had the mindset that all athletes should have you know i'm just self-confidence and being able to trust in yourself that you can handle something you know and that you don't really need like to be to be checked in on that much like that you know i, I really find it funny because i've been in those kind of situations where you know you're, you're doing fine and somebody checks in on you and you're kind of like yeah like are, are you all right you know and that's just something that i really i find funny but it's also kind of uh kind of inspiring but there's also another thing from this uh this youtube video that i heard from kobe bryant in this press conference where he talks about having a mental switch and how it's essential to being able to kind of lock in and become become something else you know how actors become when they you know pursue a role you know with heath ledger's joker or something like that which is also a terrible story but it's it's a great comparison to this is you know when you become when you get into that cage is what it's called like when you get into that cage you become a whole different you know person a whole different you know entity and that's what kobe did is he once he stepped on that court you know he had that mental switch he he compared it to a maximus and gladiator uh smelling the dirt and rubbing the dirt out of his hands you know that's when you knew it was go time and kobe kobe described it in such a great way because you know throughout my years of high school i'd always listen to him and other you know motivators you know because i was always very determined in high school to become a wrestling state champion you know that was my ultimate goal and i could never find a way to describe it my my mental switch you know my my smelling of the dirt um because i i needed something physical to happen kobe would talk about how he could just kind of you know like switch his mind and it was that was it it was done it was go time but, you know, for me, I needed to do something, you know, and if I was playing football, you know, it was me strapping up my gloves, you know, that's when I knew like, hey, it's ready to go, you know, wrestling, it was putting on my headgear, you know, lacrosse, it was throwing on my gloves and, you know, getting that feel for the lacrosse stick in my gloves and really, you know, kind of, I would always take my hands, one hand at the top of my stick, one hand at the bottom, and I'd grind my hands in different directions. To, uh, to really get a feel for it. And once I had went about three or four times, that's when it was like, it's we're, we're ready to go, you know. We're here, it's game time, it's ready to go. And I've had to kind of really move that whole mantra into my life, especially because I, I'm not in school anymore, you know, and I have sports to do. I, I, don't, I don't lack motivation, but I do, I do value it, you know, when I get it. And listening to this video of Kobe, you know, describing it perfectly, you know, when I go to the gym in the morning, you know, my my switch is probably like maybe three different things. It's one, it's either putting on my hat in the morning, you know, as I'm changing or, you know, I really find that the one that's really kind of like it really just switches it up for me is putting my hand on the door um, as I'm walking out of the locker room. You know, that's when I kind of I, I 
you know, become that different thing. I'm completely hyper-focused on what I'm doing at the time. And it's something that I really have gotten into lately, um, mainly because, like I said, I don't have sports anymore. You know, I got to find something else to really motivate me and make me want to, you know, wake up every day at 4 o'clock in the morning and do all this. And, you know, Kobe Bryant's always, you know, I've kind of looked at him in a way, you know, I'm not I'm not even close to on his level, but I, I, I strive to be. You know, I try to, you know, I try to be up early in the morning. I try to get everything done. You know, I put in the, the long hours. I try and do that as much as I can. You know, I'm recording this at 9 p.m. right now. I probably won't be done until 12. But I'm trying to do all that, and I... I don't want to gas myself up, but I'm really trying to kind of give you that uh, that comparison for me of what Kobe really meant for me. He uh, his mindset of a winner. It was just it was something that really just embodied me when I uh, when I tried to think about uh, a way to do things. It just it perfectly described and kind of put into words as to how I was feeling and how I wanted to be. And so I would often look to him in these uh, in these videos. I uh, I would always look to Kobe. Arnold, The Rock, and Will Smith. Those guys right there, you need some, you either need some motivation or you just need a way to kind of put into words as to how you're feeling on the inside, you know, about what you want to do. They're, they'll, I can guarantee you, they're your guys. And it's really too bad that Kobe's gone. You know, he'll he'll be forever mortalized in the NBA um, with you know, his Jersey retirements and his instant hall of fame induction, which the hall of fame induction, I think is like perfect there. I don't think there's any other way that you could really, you know, kind of honor him in such a big fashion as, you know, we're not going to be able to hear that hall of fame speech from one of the greatest of all time. I'm saying it right here, right now. I just want you to, you know, hear it clearly. He is one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, for me, he's probably maybe number two, behind Jordan and that's just the way it is <laughs> but Kobe was just such an inspiration to me and I hate to say that now because you know a lot of people are hopping on the trend and I, I don't even know if it's a trend really but it's just it seems like now that he's passed away you know Kobe is become everybody's inspiration but you know that's just that's the way it is his his effect on sports itself and um, even with his foundation, you know, the Vanessa and Kobe Foundation uh, for young families and youth families in need, they're just, they're, he does, he's been doing some good things. And I think it's, it, you know, Kobe, he, like I said earlier, he had, he had a downtime in his career, especially not early in his career, but, you know, it was in the earlier stages of his career with the, uh, the whole sexual assault allegation, you know, that's just, it's, it's terrible. And it's an awful thing. It's a, it become, it makes it very difficult. And I, I was listening to a podcast the other day talking about how complicated and difficult are, you know, not really great ways to describe this situation, but they're almost the perfect ways to describe this situation because Kobe, I, and I'm not trying to, you know, kind of make a meme out of it or try and joke around when I think about this. I, because I really do, this is the way that I, I view it in a way. If you, uh, if you watch, uh, Lord of the Rings, okay. And you watch Gandalf in the beginning of the trilogy, Gandalf is Gandalf the gray. Okay. He's just, he's a lesser version of what he could be. And then something tragic happens to Gandalf and he comes back as Gandalf the white. And I felt like, you know, this is obviously a real world scenario, but you know, I felt like that's what happened to Kobe is, you know, once he kind of had that allegation, 
once he had that issue, it kind of, it took him away and he had to, I feel like he really had to reflect and kind of, you know, understand that, you know, things had to change, you know, he couldn't be going down this path that he was on. And then that's when the Mamba mentality was born, you know, he might have already had it before, but that's when it was, you know, put out there. And that's when, you know, he was kind of saying, you know, this is not who I am, you know, and, you know, he said in the, in the whole case, you know, he was, he thought that it was consensual and blah, 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 you know, but, it's just, it's a terrible thing. It's a part of Kobe's past. We really can't forget it, but I think um, everybody really likes to remember the uh, the latter stages of Kobe's career, you know, where he was he was a dad in the NBA. Uh, not only in real life he was a dad, but he was also a dad of the NBA um, at the time, but he was also just, he, he really embodied the work ethic that he had. Like I said, he may have even had it before, when all of this happened, all the allegations and all that, but um, he he really embodied that that drive, that m- mindset of a winner, and it's just it's really too bad that he's gone because he was training some great young players like Trey Young, you know, Giannis was uh, under his wing, and you know it hurt Giannis so bad that you know Giannis uh, I think deleted his Instagram after Kobe died and his Twitter, which you know aren't really huge things, but. I think it just kind of reflects on the uh, impact that he had on these young players. You know, these guys look up to him. They were probably watching him when they were, you know, 15, 12 years old, somewhere in that range. And now they're they're training with him. They're trying to become like him. And the, the impact that he had on them was, could have just been, you know, immense. It was just... I can only imagine the uh, the pain that, you know, somebody like Giannis, who is a very emotional player, as we can tell, you know, he just really gets into the game, had, uh, had felt when he was being trained by somebody who honestly probably, you know, felt for, more, uh, felt for the game more than he did. But it's just, it's really, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, and I saw, oh my God, I'll get into this in a minute. I saw a, a story about something about how his helicopter was fake but I'll get into that in a second I uh I wanted to comment on Gigi Bryant and it's I think this is it the whole story is heartbreaking but I think the the part that really gets me emotional because I for some reason whenever there's like you know a, a passing or something I don't know what it is I just don't I'm I'm not you know somebody who gets tearful quite a quite a lot but you know seeing you know, I, after I heard that Gigi was in the 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 um the the plane crash, you know, it was just I I felt terrible. But then I started to you know I went on TikTok and I saw these videos of Gigi Bryant, you know, you know doing certain TikToks. And this girl, this beautiful young girl who was going to grow up to be, you know, probably one of the best WNBA players ever. This girl was on such a meteoric rise, and she was only thirteen. You know, WNBA players had talked about how they had already been watching her. And she was just, like, this infectious girl. You could just tell, like, when they showed videos of Kobe's family, and you just see this girl at the time, probably, like, 11 years old, 10 years old, with this smile that was just as big as can be. You know, at the time had these just this giant braces, but it didn't matter because this this smile was just pure joy whenever you saw it. And that was that was the heartbreaker for me. It was just seeing, you know, Gigi Bryant smile and then knowing that she has passed away and just like seeing that and just those just it was so difficult 
that was the part that killed me. It was the part that absolutely just kind of brought me down, you know, and I didn't, I didn't end up like crying or anything, but that was the part that just really pulled on my heart. And it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. It really, it really is too bad that she won't be able to grow up and do all that, that great stuff. It's just, man, it's, it's really too bad. It's the, the good die young, man. It's not, it's not good at all. It's terrible. And I just, uh, my my condolences go out to the Bryant family out there. I doubt they're listening, but you know the idea of of them hearing this is it's just I really feel like I need to put that out there. You know, it's just it's awful, and I can't get over it, man. I'm sorry if I've said it's awful ter- or terrible over and over and over again, but it's just it really is. I was even talking to my brother about this the other day. I was like, I think it was two days after it happened. I was like, dude, you know, like Kobe passing away and his daughter, that it just doesn't like feel real. And my brother put it in, you know, perfect words. He goes, you know, this is, you know, the first real, like, celebrity or, like, uh, athlete death that, like, made me feel some type of way. You know, like, I I feel terrible for, you know, the losses of, like, music artists like Mac Miller, uh, Lil Peep, uh, XXXTentacion, Juice World, you know, all those... But, you know, I just, when Kobe passed away, he was just such an icon in the sports world. It was just kind of, in sports is the, like the thing that I really get into. And, you know, just hearing about that, I was just like, oh my God, you know, like that really just happened. Like there's, there's nothing, you know, like it just doesn't feel real. And it's still, I feel like it hasn't even hit me yet that he's gone, but it's, it's just, it's indescribable. It really is. And just because he's gone does not mean that in any way, you know, Kobe's going to be written off. I think we all know that his legend will live on, you know, even even longer and even more, you know, that he's passed away. And that's it's just really awful. I know for sure that like the day that I found out he passed away, you know, I was just kind of like, wow, you know, I got to there, there's there's going to be more of him in my head than ever, you know, because for those of you who don't know me. Um, I, when I graduated high school, I had a, I had the dream from when I was maybe like 11, um, to, uh, join the U.S. Marine Corps in the fall of my senior year. I had broken my shoulder. I dislocated my shoulder and tore the labrum in my shoulder and I had surgery on it. And four days before I was supposed to ship off to Paris Island, um, for Marine boot camp, I would, you know, I'd been working out with the, the recruiters. I showed up to every PT session. I never missed one. And then four days before I was supposed to leave, uh, they, they ended up, uh, what's called discharging me, which means they basically, uh, made it so that I was in inactive in the Marine Corps in any way, shape or form. Um, and I couldn't join, I couldn't go to boot camp and, uh, that was probably one of the darkest times of my life, you know, Kobe's, uh, he really, his mentality of just not giving up and just keep pushing forward and to not let anybody really, you know, define what you can do or what anything, uh, define what you can do. Just really, it still has an impact on me to this day. Cause I'm still moving towards that dream of, you know, joining the military, doing what I want to do. And it's just, his passing really had an effect on that. I was just kind of like, wow, you know, this guy who I've been, you know, listening to, you know, trying to develop that Mamba mentality of, you know, just really locking in whenever I'm doing something that, you know, 
improves my my physical health or my mental health to where I can you know be able to achieve my dream is it's just insane to think about but like I said now more than ever it's probably going to be a part of me and I uh I don't want to say I can't wait because I I I can but you know I'm just I can't I can't wait for Kobe to motivate me more now than ever all right, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to go get something to drink and, you know, maybe something to eat. I have just a quick ad segment. You know, it really helps the podcast. I hope you don't get, end up clicking off just because I monetize this. Um, but right after this ad, we're going to be talking about the the reaction from the league to Kobe's death and a couple stories that I saw on the Internet that really kind of really grinded my gears. I'll see you guys in a little bit. So we all know how the uh, how the league reacted. You know, they really emphasized honoring Kobe Bryant, you know, the Dallas Mavericks retired number eight. You know, there were talks of, you know, a bunch of teams retiring the jerseys. Uh, I don't even know. Trey Young and Devin Booker. I mean, this this is crazy, okay? I want you guys to listen to this, okay? So when they, they played each other that day, the Hawks and the Suns, okay? So Trey Young wore number eight, okay? And De- uh, Devin Booker wears number one, okay? So that makes 81. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty coincidental. You know, Kobe Bryant scored 81. Uh, points in a game and you know that's yeah it's whatever okay and then this is kind of where it got weird okay so together those two players combined for 81 points still you know that might have just been another coincidence and then when you look at Trey Young's shooting percentage that game my man shot 81 percent okay that's weird that is very odd, <laughs> but um, you know I feel like Trey Young I think really had a great tribute. You know he trained with Kobe over the off season, and I'm sure that really the the death of uh, Gigi and Kobe, especially finding out the day you got to play a game, like a lot of players that probably really hit home for him. And it's just it's really too bad. You know they a lot of the players did great jobs to uh, to remember Kobe to do what they could uh, to really, you know, put out his name for them. Uh, Like I said, Mark Cuban in the Dallas Mavericks, they retired the number 24. You know, they have such great respect for a player like Kobe Bryant that uh, they're saying a Dallas Maverick will never wear the number 24 again. And, you know, this it's it's very it's very nice and it's very great for them to want to honor Kobe Bryant like this. But I also feel, and I I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get the wrong impression here on on you guys, but, you know, it's almost like it's a little much when they say, you know, let's retire both number eight and 24 league-wide. You know, let's get rid of all this. It's kind of like, all right, you know, let's pump the brakes for a second and let's just, um, let's just, let's calm down, you know. And you got players like Kemba Walker, who Kemba put out there. He said he wasn't sure if he was going to change his jersey number, which, you know, is it's understandable. I mean, he's worth that jersey his entire career. You know, why why, why are you going to force him to do it now? And it's just kind of uh, – it's the way he said it, too, was he wasn't sure if he was going to do it. He And he said that if he feels like it honors Kobe Bryant more than – retiring the number or to changing his jersey number which I agree I feel you know if a player wants to honor another you know past player like Kobe Bryant by wearing that number that's completely understandable and I you know there's just there's so many tributes out there and they they're all so well deserved I also don't want anybody to think that I don't think that Kobe Bryant or you know should anybody should not be remembered for for the things that they did um and, 
you know, the the Lakers canceling their game against the Clippers, I mean, you know, that's completely understandable. You know, he was so close to the Lakers organization, you know, playing there his entire career, obviously. You know, players like LeBron James, you know, just coming off of a plane and just in tears, you know, crying. It's just, it's a really, and it was, it was right on the day of a bunch of games, too, where players had to play through, you know, this tragedy, really had to just still grind it out and I think that's what Kobe would have wanted is for them to still grind out you know their games to really push forward and to do what they what they do and you know they're taking eight point uh shot clock or taking eight point tra- uh, violations they were taking 24 point shot clock violations you know just to really you know honor him and just kind of really put it out there for him. I mean, at LeBron and D Wade's sons even honored Kobe like with their shoes and um, you know, uh D Wade's son, he I think he dunked on somebody in the game and he did, you know, the jersey pull that Kobe did um after hitting a game winner. It's just it's the 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 reaction from the league was very wholesome and you could tell that it wasn't for you know, just to really put it out there and be like, oh, you know, Kobe Bryant's, you know, passed away. Well, let's make this about me. And I I saw something on Twitter from a uh, from a local um, from a Portland, Maine uh, news station, uh, like sports news station, kind of like this, except they do live radio um, that you can listen to from your car. Um, and one of the guys said it's so typical of LeBron or something like this, not direct quote. He said, um, like, I love how LeBron made uh, his statement about Kobe's death about him because LeBron said, like, I'll carry on your legacy or something like that. Like, are you kidding me? Why Why would you think that he's trying to make it about him? The man passed away. He said, I'll carry on your legacy. If if that's what he's trying to get at about LeBron making it about himself, I mean, where do you where do you pick up that LeBron's trying to make that about himself? The man was in tears when he got off of the plane. I mean, like like what? You know, LeBron's obviously on a quest to be you know considered the great or one of if not the greatest player of all time. I don't think he ever will be because it's just I don't know if there's anybody that'll ever top Michael Jordan, but you know. He's obviously on that quest to be considered one of the greatest ever. Um, and you you think he'd be that self-centered, you know, to make it about him? I mean, that's just ins- that's crazy talk, man. It's crazy talk. And there, there were a couple things that I saw. And I, I don't want to take, like, a negative twist on the uh, on the whole passing of Kobe Bryant. But, you know, I, I got to comment on these things. Because, like I said, these things really just got at me. I uh, I saw one video of this person who was uh, putting out a, a YouTuber, I'm not going to say the name of this YouTuber, um, who uh, clickbaited, if you don't know what clickbaiting is, but clickbaiting is basically where you, um, on YouTube, there's a thing called a thumbnail, and it's basically a picture that helps describe what's going on in the video, and then there's like a, 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 a title to where you can say like, oh my God, you know, this happened, you know, click on this video. And this person, okay, this person, not only did they take a picture of their phone and rename somebody in their contacts, Kobe, okay? Then they also put in the title of the video, Oh my God, I texted Kobe Bryant at 3 a.m. and he responded, He's alive. What? What? Like, why, why, what makes you think that this is okay? You know, a man and his daughter and his daughter's teammates 
and those teammates' parents and a helicopter, a, a pilot who had probably one of the coolest jobs ever, passed away in a plane crash, and a in a very sad death. And you see this as an opportunity to make a video and clickbait his death, and you know make it so that you get more publicity. What? Where are you? Like, where is your head at? What are you doing? This is that's awful. It was the worst thing I had seen in a long time. I was just like, "Holy cow, man!" Like, you really have have to take advantage of everything, don't you? It was awful. It really, it really annoyed me. And I also saw one more thing. This is that um, that you know annoyed me and kind of made it. But it, it's I don't want to say it's fair, but it's it's very. Very like I don't even know how to describe this. I'll, you got I'll try and describe it after I tell you about it. So I saw this video, and this person was trying to uh, expose this girl who had put on Snapchat, um, saying that Kobe shouldn't be remembered. And, and I quote, "That man is a rapist. Rest in peace, everybody but him." Okay, those are some very harsh words, you know, like just to say about any person, you know, and, you know, I can hear the argument, you know, well, if Kobe is going to be remembered and he was, you know, uh, accused of sexual assault and, you know, there had this whole issue about it and there's all these stories and, you know, you could just go on and on and on. And it's like, well, why should we remember Kobe if we're not going to remember, you know, all the other people who were involved with these sexual assault cases and, you know, it's Kobe's case is definitely different from um, recent cases in this, but it's also these kind of stories are so difficult nowadays. You know, Kobe's obviously happened in uh, 2003, I believe it was. Uh, yes, it was 2003 is when it happened. Um, but it, his his it's obviously a while ago now, but it, that doesn't justify the, the fact that he was accused, but it's also, it's so much different than, you know, what happens today, because the stories are so difficult to actually, you know, I don't want to say believe, but people do some crazy things, and, and I'm not just saying, like, you know, people accuse athletes or other people of, um, of doing things that they, that they didn't to get ahead, I'm saying, you know, that, like I don't even know how to describe it but you know athletes do crazy things as well because you know they're on top of the world you know they have all this money they have all this fame they have everything that you know most people want out of life is to you know be successful and they'll do crazy things they'll do terrible 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 things but then on the other side you know there are also people out there who you know might have known an NFL player and NBA player in college or something and try and take advantage you know especially after i mean there's a lot of big contracts being handed out nowadays and you know i don't want to say conveniently but i'm going to say conveniently that you know once those contracts get signed and those players get that money you know you know whether it's a man or a woman or anything or any you know person or you know any anybody that identifies as any gender it can it can be you know catastrophic and it can be very convenient for them to you know maybe get maybe get an ounce of that money get maybe get a little bit of that publicity you know and it's just it's terrible because i'm not saying you know that all sexual assault cases against you know major athletes are not real that's not what i'm saying at all i want to make that perfectly clear but you know there it's you can really never you have you're going based off of two stories and just hoping that you know one of the one of the people isn't 
lying or that you're choosing the right one because there are people who do go to jail for you know wrongly convicted you know sexual assault cases wrongly convicted you know rape cases all this stuff and it's all terrible things but you know we'll we'll never we'll uh, these things are so difficult to talk about but because you know you want to defend Kobe Bryant and people saying like well he should be remembered for all the great things that he's done but you know they it's almost like a trump card you know you just kind of it happened it is real and it did it is a big part of his history and it 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 is a reason for a lot of people to not want to remember Kobe or to you know dis disrespect his name but you know the 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 world decided to move on the media decided to move on and you know whether you agree, you know, whether you not decided to move on is a totally different, you know, uh, aspect. But the, you know, that, that was the case with Kobe's case. And I think he, um, he definitely, like I said, after this sexual assault case, I think it was Kobe's, you know, rebirth moment. I think this was the time when he finally, I don't want to say he wasn't a man before, you know, because when he was in the NBA, but I think he finally, you know, blossomed into what he could be, especially after this. I think it was kind of a wake up call. It's like, hey, you can't be doing this. You know, you can't be living this life, whether the the case is real or not. I mean, all the evidence points to, you know, it being real, you know, because Kobe's story is very staggered and her story is just one big, you know, long stretch of like what a story would be and Kobe's story starts out as one way and ends as another and he start he talks about um Shaq and all this stuff but and you know you could read about it all online but it's just it's very difficult to um it's a very difficult thing to to get around especially you know some people but I think the I think what the good in Kobe in Kobe's life and what he achieved and the the joy that he brought to a lot of people I think um for a good majority of fans and people of basketball um I think it outweighs for them and I think they decided to move on especially after I think Kobe um grew up and moved on but you know there will be those people out there who just don't who don't move on and you know honestly you can't really justify their actions of not wanting to move on because you don't know what that person's been through or what that person's experienced and you know the uh the the hate or the anger that they could be experiencing for um such a such a horrible act or such a horrible accusation i want to try to move on to some more positive notes i know it's um it's going to be a little difficult to do especially after the topics that we've talked about today you know with death of Kobe and his daughter and the the sexual assault cases but you know it's Kobe's story is one that'll definitely be remembered for a long time and I think I'm I'm definitely on the side of you know remembering the good um in what he did and you know that's just the way that I'm going but you know we're gonna we're gonna move on we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about some players getting snubbed all right all right my man Devin Booker and Bradley Beal got snubbed, okay? And it was yesterday that the the roster is going to announce, or it might have been today, I can't, I can't remember, but that's a, that's not a big deal, okay? What the big deal is is that Devin Booker and Bradley Beal got snubbed from the All-Star Games. These two, okay, especially Booker. Booker, his stat line's a little bit, you know, more out there and a little bit better, but that doesn't matter. They These two are the first players in 35 years to average at least 27 points a game and not make the All-Star game. How are you going to do that to him? How are you going to do that? 
I know that there are so many great players in the All Star game or in the uh, NBA this year, but I mean, how are you gonna do that? There, there are cases out there that Devin Booker should be an All Star and Russell Westbrook shouldn't. I'm not gonna disagree, but I'm not gonna also agree. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's not. It's, it's insane. I, I. <laughs> The the NBA is just it's there's so many great players nowadays and I'm sure the All Star voting and the decision was crazy but it's it's really it's these two players are so good and for them to not be in the All Star game I mean it's just like you don't you don't really think about that you know oh you average 27 points a game you're probably gonna be in the All Star game it's like oh well. You're not, okay? And this is an interesting stat about Devin Booker. Devin Booker averages 27 points per game, 6 point, uh, six assists per game, and he shoots 50%. Um, that's his, his shooting percentage is 50%, okay? The only other players to average that in NBA history, okay? I want you to listen to these names that Devin Booker is among right now, okay? In NBA history to do this is LeBron James, okay? Very notable player, going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, that's just decided. Had one of the greatest comebacks in finals history. Um, Michael Jordan, you know, probably uh, considered widely as the greatest of all time. Larry Bird, best white man to ever play in the NBA. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. But Larry Bird, one of the best ever. One of the best ever. Probably one of the be- like the best shooters ever. You know, I don't think there's a probably about that. I should uh, edit that out, but I'm not going to. And Steph Curry, who, I mean... If you want to talk about shooters and you want to talk about one of the greatest shooters, he's on your list, you know. And you know, Allen Iverson put him in his top five players of all time. That's not saying something, you know. And Devin Booker's in the same stat line in the same company as this man, and you're not putting him in the all-star game? Are you kidding me? And then Oscar Robinson, who was just one of the most dominant players ever, you know. Hey, how, how are you not going to put Devin, uh, Devin Booker in the all-star game? Bradley Beal deserves it, too. It's just, it's crazy. You know, the NBA is so good. It's so fiery this year. And I think there are a couple people who got into it because of their names and who they are rather than, you know, looking at the stat sheet and kind of being like, ah, you know, maybe they should be in the All-Star game. But, you know, that's just the way it goes with the the whole system of the All-Star game and who gets in and who doesn't. It's uh, It can go either way. We got a couple of other notice, uh, notable uh, things going around in the NBA. I noticed the other day, okay, I noticed that at one point, he doesn't anymore, but at one point, Taco Fall, who, you know, in like two games of playing, he was averaging a bunch of points, but, you know, now he averages like four points a game, and he isn't, I'm pretty sure he's in the G League right now, or something. Taco, Taco's all over the place right now, man. <laughs> but um, at one point, Taco Fall in the All-Star voting... Um, he had more votes than his own teammate, Jalen Brown. He had more votes than Ben Simmons. He had more votes than, uh, Bradley Beal, who we all know didn't get in, uh, not rightfully. And he had more votes than Fred Van Fleet. Okay. (laughs) Taco Fall. What a man. (laughs) It's, uh. It's it's great. It's you know the the way the way that works with you know him just being Taco. It's it's awesome. I love that he's on the Celtics. It it just adds a uh, a new level of fun to to the NBA, especially for for the city of Boston. Um, I have a couple of players that I wanted to talk about. Um, the first one that I think you know I'm I'm still very excited about. I've liked this player for a very long time, and I I really hope that he gets the uh, the championship that I feel he deserves. 
I'm talking about D'Angelo Russell, okay? We're talking about D'Lo here, okay? D'Lo, let me start, is 23 years old, okay? He's in his, uh, he's going like his fourth, fifth year in the league. You know how you're kind of in that from time, like that time over. He's 23 years old. He's been in the league since he was 19. And in one season as a Warrior, the Warriors are doing terrible this season. You know, the, when the, uh, the, state of california did did the whole you know thanos a soul for a soul thing when they took away the the might of the golden state warriors and they gave it to the san francisco 49ers you know when he's uh thanos is getting the the stone and he sacrifices gamora that's what california did with uh golden state and the 49ers you know what i'm saying but you know i mean the niners might win it i'm picking them to win but most teams that I pick to win games, whether it's basketball, football, usually don't win. But we'll see. Um, but in one season as a Warrior, with Steph and Clay out, um, D'Angelo Russell has been averaging 24 points. He's averaging 32 minutes, 8.4 uh, field goals a game, 19.5 um, attempted field goals per game. He's shooting 4-3-3 field goal percentage. And he's point three eight one uh, from three. Okay, that's pretty damn good. Okay, and we're talking about uh, one season on this team. And if you look at his stats, okay, from his first season in the NBA, and uh, twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen, he was averaging thirteen point two points. The next season, he goes up a full two points, uh, a little over. Uh, he goes up two point four points, and he gets fifteen point six. And then he gets traded to Brooklyn. Where he gets signed by Brooklyn. I can't remember what happened. And he is averaging 15.5. You know, it goes down 0.1, but who cares, okay? I mean, it's the same. And then the next year, he goes up almost six whole points in 21.1 points. Are you what? D'Lo, my man is on the rise, okay? And then he's averaging 24 points a game. As a warrior, okay, D'Angelo Russell, and you know I have people to to you know vouch for me. I've liked this man ever since he was in L.A. Even though I'm a Celtics fan, I'm like that guy is good. I want him on the Celtics, and he's just he's done a great he's done a great job, and I I love D'Angelo Russell, and I can't wait to to see what he does. You know when the war when Steph Curry comes back, when Clay Thompson comes back next season, if they do. Um, I don't, I can't, I don't know what their whole contract situation is, but you know, they can get D'Lo, Steph, and Clay Thompson going. It would be a pretty cool thing to watch. You know, the NBA nowadays. You know, if you're a fan of a team, if you're a hardcore fan, yeah, you don't want to see other teams do well. But if you're just a fan of sports like I am, um, other, you know, that outside of football, I like, I have my teams. You know, like I'm a ride or die Cowboys fan. And I, I, once it gets outside of that, like, I like the, I like the Celtics, I like the Bruins, I like the Red Sox, I'm from New England, but, you know, I do like to watch other players. I don't cheer for them, especially if they're playing against my team, and I do like to watch them, because in sports nowadays, you know, it's all just so entertaining. All right, we got a couple more things to talk about. Victor Oladipo, his return game wasn't amazing, you know, but his his ovation, you know, he he's a very athletic player and he means a lot to Indiana. And you know, he's just got to get back in the swing of it. I mean, he was out twelve whole months, you know, he was out a little over a year. He's just he he'll get back into it. Oladipo, he always will. He's a he's a great player, and I can't wait to see what he does. Uh, next, and we're talking about Luka Doncic, okay? Luka is in his second year in the league. My man is 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 one of the front runners for MVP, okay? Luka is averaging twenty eight point five points per game, 
9.5 rebounds, and 8.7 assists. That's a very good stat line, okay? It's a great thing that he didn't get snubbed from the All-Star game because if he did, I would have burned everything down, okay? Luca, Luca really has been doing a great job, and he, he just got injured in practice the other day, so I don't know how that will affect his All-Star game. Um, I doubt he'll play just because they don't want to re-injure it or get anything done like that. But um, he also, he's going to be out for six games, and we'll see how the Mavericks do. They had an impressive win over Milwaukee when he was out, but uh, they have a record of 2-2 two and two without Luka, so uh, we'll see what happens. And I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. It's about 10 o'clock right now, and you know me, I, uh, I'm, I'm, an old, I'm an old soul. I got to get to bed, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm going up- to edit this, upload this onto Anchor. Be sure to check me out on Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts coming soon, but we've got Google Podcasts. You know, all the, uh, all the platforms that I'm available on are all in the description of uh, my Anchor profile. Uh, my Anchor profile is also in the link on my Facebook. Uh, it's also uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, at dakota.nutter uh the i'll be posting constant updates about this podcast and just everything going on i really do enjoy the support uh a lot of you from my hometown have been listening in and uh supporting me and i I really can't wait to keep doing this i have a great time doing this i uh, i'm hoping to get some guests on here i know my uh my dad who's really into sports is interested in doing this i got a couple friends lined up who'd who'd really like to come and sit down with me so i'm working on getting the money for the equipment and that stuff so listening to these ads and all that stuff really helps out guys i really hope that you guys enjoyed this and i hope the ads aren't killing you because i know they they kill me sometimes on other podcasts but i really do have a fun time doing this thank you so much for tuning in and i'll catch you guys on the flip side